0: This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Mark Stiles, your host. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston-area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston Chapter of Entrepreneurs' Organization, this is Leadership in Action. Hey, folks. Today's guest is a traveler. He's an investor, a developer, and a blockchain enthusiast. He's an entrepreneur with a strong technical background in web development. He founded a brand to help make building a creative team easier. He's the CEO at Floxy. Please welcome Sam Ryan. Sam, welcome to the show, man.
1: Thank you, Mark, for having me. I am excited.
0: Cool. Well, let's get right into it. What is a common misconception about leadership, running a business, and or being an entrepreneur?
1: That's a great question. So... I would have to say um, I think that a lot of people think that it's a really fun and glorious job, something that you get a lot of attention. Uh, They know it's hard work, but you see people driving around in Lamborghinis or Porsches and they have big houses. And especially with like the whole crypto uh, phase that happened, a lot of those people fell into the entrepreneur area. Um, You can think FTX, stuff like that, just money going all over the place. And people are like, oh, these people are sitting in the Bahamas. Making a lot of uh, money doing nothing—that um, does happen for a few people, and I think they're the lucky people, especially when crypto is involved. But for the majority of entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, leaders, when you talk to them, they're probably not going to explain exactly what's going on. But you're working a lot. Um, so when I first started Bloxy, uh, um, I-, I had a bunch of friends, and they were all in the—they were professionals, worked nine to five. Um, and I was the working my full-time job, and then I was also working at night, coding, marketing, doing a whole bunch of different jobs. And um, you have to learn stuff constantly. And a lot of times, if you're working a regular job, um, it's you just do that again and again, and you slowly advance your career. You're changing every 20 minutes, What like something you're learning, something new. Yeah. Um, So I think that's step one. And then step two is scaling up a company. It's way more difficult than most people uh, can imagine. Like getting the company from zero to a million, it's really difficult. But actually scaling it up, getting a team in place, making it so you get to the next step, that is incredibly hard. Um, So that is where you learn a whole bunch of new things, especially leadership. I would think think the uh, entrepreneur is the first step uh, where you are working by yourself with a small group of people. Then that switches over to where you're leading a whole company and people are looking up to you to make those decisions. Um, You have to pick the right people to work directly with you. You have to make sure they're picking the right people. So again, you're learning everything over again. So uh, yeah, to sum it up, I think it's a lot more work and a lot more difficult than most people think. And you do have those pluses. You do sometimes make a lot of money. You have your own schedule. But yeah, it's different than most people think.
0: So, Instagram influencer taking a picture with a Ferrari. You know, no one is is in that uh, room with the
1: paper stacked up, coding, taking pictures. Look at me, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, ex- exactly. And especially when you're trying to like grow a company that is scalable, it's really easy to start. I wouldn't say easy, but it's different to start a company and make some bucks right away, make some money, but actually making a foundation that can hold like firm as it grows, that isn't going to be on Instagram. That's not going to be on TikTok. That's a whole different set of skills that a lot of stuff you see on Instagram. Um, And I would go as far to say that a lot of people you do see, um, if you think of like the king of Instagram, um, liver king, all different people that over social media right now, um, they're working way harder than you think. They, they, they It looks like they're just walking around, taking a 10-second video. That 10-second video probably took them all day planning it out. So I do think that even those influencers are putting in a lot more effort and trying to make it look easy because that's part of the persona, but putting a lot more effort than you realize.
0: Yeah, and I always find that interesting, the whole influencer uh, space, because you know i understand that it's it's a marketing platform but you know what what is it really i mean they they're they're showing ease of process they're showing ease they're really they're just splashing marketing right i mean that's all they're doing that's not i mean they're an entrepreneur because they're a marketing entrepreneur right mm-hmm. but you know they're not a entrepreneur in the sense of building and uh, i guess they are i guess they are mm-hmm. let me uh let me backpedal that one but making it look easy is uh is something that always kind of bothered me it's like let's let's have some influencers Mm -hmm. posting look at look at us at floxy and we're coding into the night you know and you know, be real about it because I think it puts a lot of uh misconceptions in people's heads. Like you said, um, where you know, all I have to do is is go down to the town hall and and file a doing business as and boom, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Fascinating. So Floxy, let's talk about it. You started out while working for a company and then and then you started uh building something on the sides after your 40 hour exactly. nine to five.
1: It, it, Exactly. So it actually uh, was another company that my brother and I had going. It was Hatchwise. So I was working with him on that full time um, and then started working on Fluxy on the side. So that would take up my evenings and everything. Um, I went to school for development, computer science um, at the SUNY University of Westville. Um, So got my four year degree there and I uh, wanted to create something new that could help people. Um, And in my space with HatchWise and talking to a lot of people, I saw a need for creative services that were affordable and you you got team members that were vetted. Um, So basically what Floxy is, just to jump back for a second, um, we provide a team of creatives that work on video editing, um, illustration, copywriting, um, all the stuff you kind of need to get your marketing done. And before that was all scattered all over the place. You go to Upwork, you go to freelance.com, um, and you have to find the different um, places to hire and then maybe go on Trello or Slack to work with them. So, what we created was a platform that actually connects, does everything. It's uh, Trello combined with Upwork, Freela- uh, Fiverr, all of that. We find the talent for you, and then you just pay one flat fee a month. And so, I saw a big need for that, and it would, it, hit the nerve with people and people loved it. And it took off. I uh, started in 2016.
0: Wow. So, so are you a virtual assistant aggregator?
1: Yeah, could, you could look at it like that. So it's has software because what our software does is you start a project and we form a team for you. So you like have this, every time you start a project, you see the same team members you're working with. You could delegate the task to them. If it's Video editing, let's say you want to edit a podcast or something. You'd be like, okay, can you edit this. They get used to you, your brand, all of that. Um, So that's the software aspect of it. And then we do the vetting. We do the, we find the people for you um, and we connect them with you based on like a profile you fill out when you sign up.
0: So they become part of your team in essence, and you start to trust them and start to give them more, more business and so on and so forth.
1: Exactly.
0: Cool. Cool. So how many um, are actual in
1: Floxy? So we have like over a hundred like creatives, team yep. members that you work with. Um, and then we have a full staff of marketing people, developers, all that. And that's another 30, 40 people. And
0: you're the CEO. So, you know, it gets kind of lonely at the top. Who do you, who do you share with?
1: So I work directly uh, with my two brothers who joined me, uh, George and Charles. Um, so they're, they're kind of the people I go to and I, um, I talk to, to like throw ideas around and everything. The uh, honestly, the only issue I've had with that is we're all kind of working together on the same product. So you only can toss around ideas and stuff so much. So um, that's when I began uh, like looking for different, um, different uh, platforms and different like ways of connecting. Um, And that's when I found EL, and I kind of like was it, so actually a friend of mine recommended it. Uh, he works at a different company. He's been using EO for a long time. And he uh, was, said, hey, I was talking to him about these frustrations. And he was like, hey, it sounds like you need EO. They, it changed my life, honestly. Uh, this is him saying it. And he's was like, uh, I would not have been able to get my company. His company is making $20, $30 million a year, except for EO. And that was like, this is so cool. So um I looked into it more. I've been going back and forth and I'm joining in January. So super excited about that. Super excited to be able to talk to other people that work in different fields and not have to feel like I'm being marketed to. And so what Russ was telling me and what different um, people talk, I found other people that have used EO2 and they kind of explained like if you go to any of those meetups and stuff and you... uh, there'll always be that person handing out business cards, that person that's like, buy my service, buy my product. And you feel like it's very transactional and you can talk, but everybody else wants to talk. And I have a lot of knowledge on my side um, that I want to give to people, but I also need to learn stuff too. So I'm looking for more of a friendship, a community and less of being sold to. So that's the main reason I'm excited uh, to join EO and continue advancing my career. So
0: what were some of the questions that you were asking your friend, Russ? He's not in a Boston chapter EO member, right? No,
1: he's, he's in Austin, Texas. Oh, um, yeah. So basically I was just going over, like, it, put it this way. If you're talking to people around you that a professional job, you say the company makes $10 million a year, they're just blown away. And they're like, this is so great. But like, they don't understand that you have to pay people, all the different difficulties, that's financing. You don't come away with that much money. Um, that's just one example. The other example is they don't understand why you can't go out, hang out, why your weekends are busy, um, why you're constantly like trying to learn new things and like uh, figure out where the next step is for your company. And being able to talk to somebody that is in the same boat as me would be really helpful. So I was kind of just going over that type of stuff with them.
0: Without being sold to, I love that because that is yeah. exactly what EO offers, right? It's that vulnerability, sharing of experiences, and not having that awkward. This person wants something from me. They want a deal out of me, or what have you. Um, exactly. So, so let me ask you this: How did you find your way into this space where you're, you know, where you felt that there's a there's a, a need to be solved?
1: So. In the beginning, like growing up, I always liked inventing. So I like what I create things all the time. I like the creating new things, um, coming up with new ideas. And that was kind of like when I was a young kid, that was why I invented myself like some like, uh inventor, like creating cool things. Um And then I realized as I got older, that was probably not like a super viable way of living. Like it's, it's very difficult to be an inventor. And I did like, coding a lot. And I was like, wait, I can create a lot of things online, I can create new businesses, I can create things that add value to people's lives. So that like, throughout all of college, I tried different ideas. And I talked to a lot of different people. And then like I said, in the in um, when I in 2016, when floxy first came around the idea is because a lot of people needed that, and it could help solve somebody's problem. And it was like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. Like, this kind of helps me wake up in the morning and get excited is that I'm actually changing a bunch of people's lives. And we've been, we've had people that like, we did a trade show in 2016. We still have people that have been with us that whole time, that whole journey. And that's just exciting. Like seeing those people that their, their businesses have grown because of us. Um, and it's, it's a trickle effect. You're helping people grow. We're helping people grow. And um, that's kind of what makes me wake up in the morning and gets me excited and got me into the space.
0: I love it. And, it's, and you said it's a monthly fee. So is this based on a, a monthly recurring revenue model?
1: Y- yep. It's a SaaS product. So it's basically every month uh, you pay either $4.95, $9.99 or uh, $14.95 and you get access to the teams and the different levels of basically how much work you can get done and the different teams you have access to.
0: Got it. So you pay a fee to be part of the team and then you pay per project. Is that is that how it works?
1: No, you, you just pay that one fee and that covers everything. All the projects, everything.
0: Got it. Wow. So that seems like a pretty cool deal. Um, so let me ask you this. You started coding as a kid. Did you teach mm-hmm. yourself how to do that?
1: Yep. I got it. was a big Python book in the beginning and then PHP and MySQL and it was just getting on a computer and like trying simple websites. I think the first website I created was a simple HTML and CSS website, like blog type thing. Um, and then like got more involved in WordPress and stuff. But I realized like the power of back-end coding. And that's kind of what I focused on computer science um, and going like that throughout college. It was uh, pretty funny, though, because I did teach myself coding, so I knew pretty much a lot of what there was with like how to code websites and stuff. So a lot of the reason I went to college was just so I could get the full round experience of everything else, including coding and make sure um, I was like moving forward with my and stuff, no matter what I did, but I'd be in the class. I could like throw up a website, not to boast, but like really quickly. And they'd like want this whole semester. And so I ended up like going up and telling the class how to kind of do what they were doing and show them the hacks and stuff because the professors were like bit. They knew what they were talking about, but they definitely have more of a, like a semester type, like this is going to take a whole three, four months. And I'm like, no, you can do this in like two days if you do this, this and this. So it was a lot of fun, uh, but it definitely helps to like teach yourself and uh, get ahead of it.
0: That's that's uh, that's pretty interesting. So you're in class. They give an assignment that's going to take the whole mm-hmm. semester and you're done in two days teaching helping teach the class. What did the, <laughs> what did the professor say?
1: So the professors, sometimes they wouldn't like it because it, <laughs> there were hacks around it and stuff too. So let's say WordPress, they, were, they weren't quite sure how WordPress um, what, like worked and stuff. So they might be like, create this website. I'd be like, you know, you can download WordPress and throw up a theme and make this website look amazing in like two hours, right? And then they'd be like, wait, no, we want you to code it from scratch. That was one part of it. But the other part was definitely like just kind of showing them the hacks and stuff, newer newer technologies, um, like the different CSS, how you can import different CSS, bootstrap with a great one, like, oh, wait, bootstrap exists, you don't have to code everything from scratch. So and with that, they really appreciate it when they'd be like, okay, here's some hacks to help you get a website up and going really fast, that's still customizable.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So as you were a kid coding, did you realize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or did you not realize what what was out there?
1: So I knew I wanted to create my own business. Yeah. Um, I actually, for a time, my brother and I uh, started a small engine repair shop. And that was when I was like 14. Um, so for like a year and a half, we did that. And we like, were making a lot of money. And it was like, really, I mean, for maybe me 14, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, you can actually create something, people use it. So I would say about like around when I was like 14, 15, that's when I really realized, okay, I want to actually be an entrepreneur. I want to um create things that help other people help businesses and i always want to be at the forefront of like what's new what's up and coming hence the whole blockchain ai crypto all that well let's talk about that so this
0: so that's a hobby of yours right at this point blockchain and crypto and all that tell us about it where do you see that going
1: so with uh the, so with crypto, I'll divide up into two different okay. parts, because there's crypto, which is Bitcoin, and then you have all the different smaller currencies. Um, and with that, I think that like there are a lot of people that have invested, whether it's Dogecoin or the different c- cryptocurrencies. And that is more of just a risky kind of bet, in my opinion. I do think Bitcoin is the future for transactions, for actually making um, if For currency exchange, it cuts out the middleman completely. And then going with the whole middleman and banking, I think urethium is the next big thing when it comes to disrupting uh, an entire uh, ecosystem. And if you think about it right now, there are middlemen everywhere, um, whether it's in banking, finances, insurance. Uh, real estate, um, energy, all that. There's somebody that's making some money for literally doing nothing but connecting you, and they also can shut you off at any point. So they can just delete the records. and like think about banking. Like you actually, they have their own computers and stuff storing info, but like there's no actual way of confirming that this is actually true. Like they could delete everything and would be gone. Um, with the With Ethereum and the whole blockchain, what it does is it creates um, a record of everything. Think of like like a ledger, basically, an online ledger. So you can keep track of every single thing that's ever happened and nobody can delete it. Nobody can get rid of it and it's there forever. So like, I think a use case would be um, with banking. You could have the transactions of what people are spending, but you could also see what they're spending, when they're spending. Um, You could do it for like, uh, energy. Um, one one thing that I saw the other day that I thought was pretty interesting is um, Shell is uh, going to be implementing it to help them trade oil. So like keep track really? of wh- where the oil is going and stuff. Um, and then I think it was, we talked about uh, briefly, but about like real estate agents using it um, and to help list property or to help with the seller fees, like figuring out who gets what and all that. But like if you think of a database that's online that keeps track of every single thing that no one man has any um or one person has any um direct control over, then it can literally disrupt any area um that we have right now.
0: So you said shell oil is already starting to use. Is are they using the smart contracts? Is that what it is? Yeah. So that they can they can track everything within seconds and and understand mm-hmm. what their what their users are using. Oh, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I went to a conference, uh Web3 conference and it was pretty eye-opening when you say it could disrupt virtually any industry. I tend to agree with you. But mm-hmm. <laughs> here we are still in web2. Mm-hmm. What do oh. you think it's it's going to take to kind of move move that needle?
1: That's a good question. So I think there are a couple things in play. Uh, I think one is it's going to take a generational shift. I think you have a lot of younger people that are getting into professional jobs that are making like, why aren't we using this? Why What is happening here? And we still have a lot of... uh, People that just have no idea what it is in powerful positions that are making those decisions. So I think it's just going to take time, just like anything, to get used to it. Think of how long it took for Web 2.0 to take over. There there were still industries that just refused to use it, or they had like old computers, and then all of a sudden people figured it out, um, and they were like, wow, this this is great. But a lot of that was younger people moving into those positions, millennials and stuff like that. I think that millennials definitely have a good understanding of this. I think Gen Z de- has even a broader understanding and they're ready to adapt faster. Um, and that goes with AI, virtual reality, um, everything. I, I, You need that generation to come in. Um, and that's one aspect. And the second would be you need it to get competitive. You need other companies to start using it, show how much money it can make them or save them. And then everybody else, just that's how... The, we work, everybody else is going to be like, I need to make money too. So if you have like, um, another one with MetLife, they're using it to help people track uh, insurance, like if somebody dies, you can track and see if you know that per- uh, if if that person had insurance, basically. So that's still early stages, but they're planning on using that. But let's say that does make them have a competitive advantage, then you're going to have all the other insurance agencies quickly start using it too. So you need to show that can help you make more money and scale up, Um, and save money too.
0: Right. It's interesting. One of the big takeaways, there was a bunch of takeaways that I had. It was actually a web three and real estate, right. Where they come together. Um, but one of the big takeaways was remember 1994, when people were first talking about the internet and they all thought it was a fad and it was just a passing trend, well, that's kind of where we are with Web3, but where, where you're going with it is is very similar to one of the takeaways is that we need to do it together, right? It needs It's a collaborative effect, right? So everybody um, together needs to kind of rise up and go on chain, right? So um, I see big disruptions in the future. Um, I see my industry being completely disrupted. I see banking industries being completely disrupted because why not? Right. If you can mm-hmm. trust where it's coming from, one of the things I was thinking about while I was there was the mortgage industry, right? This is debt mm-hmm. financed, right? Why not equity financed? Right. Mm-hmm. Why not fractional ownership where it's crowdfunded? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's already crowdfunding starting to happen um, in, you know, in the fiat currency space, but you know, why not? Have an equity funded through chain where everybody can realize I'm going to invest $500 at 5% return. Well, I'm going to invest $500,000 at 5% mm-hmm. return, aggregate it together, and boom, you've got a mortgage for somebody to buy a home with. Right, and then they make their payments back through smart contracts. It's really, really mm-hmm. interesting, and it it just feels very blue sky right now, which is which is exciting uh, for you know change agents and people who enjoy that kind of stuff. So, do you see your space going into that world, going on chain?
1: So, I'm not sure with Bloxy um, if we'd go on the chain. Not quite sure what direction that would look like. Um, I do think that cryptocurrency is something we would accept or definitely like uh, Bitcoin, um, different cryptocurrencies, we would accept. So on the currency side of things, yes, definitely, that is going to be a part of what we do. Um, But with the blockchain side, I don't think Floxy directly, um, but there have been interesting ideas of like a product that you could make. Um, So for example, when somebody has a design, um, you could put that on, when somebody creates a design, let's say, for a client, a custom logo, a custom mascot. You could put that on the blockchain as an NFT or something, and then they would have ownership for that forever. You could uh, make that into a product or something. I think that is definitely something interesting that clients would be like, okay, I got this really nice mascot created. Now, everybody knows it's mine for eternity, basically.
0: Did you dip your toes into NFTs or what, what they referred to as digital collectibles uh, when I was there? No. <laughs> you, so I not? I, it
1: was a... Okay, so it was just a little too risky. Um, so honestly, I think it's so unexplored at this point. And it is still a little fun to me. I'm still digging into it. But like, it doesn't seem like the safest bet. I mean, I think with Justin Bieber's, um, and this is after the fact, but still, it has keep off for 1.5, it went for 69K. Um, mm-hmm. board Ape just went for like 400 bucks. I think the minimum was 60K back in the day. Um, so I think that's, really all over the place. Um and so I'm i kind of waiting for it to level out a little bit. Yeah. I do think that what's happened though, um, you saw the whole thing that happened with FTX, right? Oh, yeah. Um and Sam Bankman Freed. And I think this is a if you think dot-com boom back in 2000 I think this is kind of making people realize you can't just throw money at something. You have to get people who are putting money into something um from a business standpoint, understanding what they're putting money into. Right. And before, we had so much money going around, and it was so overhyped, and it was such a cool thing. I'm hoping that after this, it becomes less cool and more, hey, how does this actually help us? Yeah. And you already see Chase and stuff working on their uh, their coin. Um, China has their coin that they're using. So there's a lot of people that actually taking it really seriously. I just think there was a lot of money thrown around at stuff that people didn't know what they were throwing it at
0: right frenzy without any substance right that's the that's the marker of a of a crashing uh space and uh, i think we saw that firsthand tell me tell me so that that's a that's a hobby that's a passion what else are you passionate about
1: so passionate about being outside um i love boxing um love exercise working out running um pretty much anytime i can get i love my job, I love doing what I do, but if I can get away, get outside, get physical exercise in, um, I, I'm all for it because it helps break everything up. It helps not just be glued to the computer. Um, so going outside, um, working out, stuff like that, um, investing. I like just it, investing. Um, and then, yeah, Bloxy takes up a lot of time. So that's about the travel? rest of it.
0: You do some traveling?
1: Um, yeah. Um, I love traveling. So. Uh, But I can bring work with me, which is nice. But um, last year, I went over to Amsterdam and Iceland. um, And that was after the pandemic. And it was first time to Iceland. That was one of those places that completely blew my mind away. I was not expecting it to be as cool as it was. But um, yeah, I I love getting out of the country. Um, Did two road trips across the United States. Um, The first one was five years ago. And then during COVID, me and my fiance, we got in. A car and just drove across the country. Uh, Both of us worked um, on our computers, and we were gone for a month. We just went up the uh, out west and skied all the different mountains and stuff. So that was really cool.
0: I love it. I I love stories about that. When during COVID, a lot of people did very similar similar things. So let me ask you this: Someone wants to get in touch with you, get involved with Floxy. How do they best reach you?
1: So. Twitter um, and LinkedIn are the two best ways of reaching out to me. Um, And then you could always uh, reach out to me at my email as well.
0: Got it. And what's the, what's the uh, handles for Twitter and for LinkedIn and then what's your email?
1: So my email is um, Sam at floxy.com. So feel free to email me at any point. It might take a little bit to get back to you, but I definitely will. Uh, and then Sam Ryan uh, for Twitter and LinkedIn.
0: Got it. Got it. Cool. So Boston, you heard it. You're going to see uh, Sam here shortly at some of the events. Go up and say hi. Let him know you heard this. And, and uh look forward to digging a little bit deeper. Sam, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing with us. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Web3 enthusiast, too. So I really got a got a charge out of it as well. So but thank you. I appreciate you very much.
1: Thank you for having me on, Mark. And I I really enjoyed this. The whole conversation was great, but it's always great to talk about Web3, um, blockchain, all that type of stuff. So really great talking to you about that. Uh, yeah, and let me know if you ever want to talk about it more.
0: Very cool. Well, I'll be seeing you at some events.
1: Yep, absolutely. Folks,
0: folks, thank you so much for listening. That is it, everyone. If you learned something today or you laughed or you want to dig a little bit deeper into Web3, tell somebody about this share this podcast. Maybe we'll get some more conversations going about it. Thanks again, Sam.
1: Thank you, Mark. Have a great day.
0: And this has been another exciting episode of Leadership in Action. We will see you next time. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston Chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.